Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Playcast, the award-winning team from Jump Cut Online and Jump Play. And we're back this week to discuss digital preservation in games. We've had some weird news this week that Sony is shutting down the PS3, PS Vita and PSP stores. And we thought, as we talked about legacy titles before, it'd be a good chance to dive back into that topic. And to do that with me, I have Kyle. How are you? I'm not bad. Thank you for having me to have a depressing chat, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Sterling, who's just woken up, so we're being gentle with him. How are you? What's popping, Jimbo? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I am like... Like Kyle said earlier, I was Squidward with my eyes just cracking open this morning. And then I, <laughs> I literally hopped out of bed, ran downstairs and grabbed some water. Now I'm here. See, man for the mission. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. So I guess with this, it's a bit of a broad subject to start with, but I guess I'll just dive into it first. Um, it sucks quite a bit. Like, all of those games that are just going to gone, that just end gaming all these games, just, oh, it's so odd. I think in Jul- I think it happens in July, if I just read this article a sec. Yeah, it will be closing on the 2nd of July. All remaining PSP purchase functionality will cease at the same time. The Vita store will close on the 27th of August. Um, yeah, I wonder why they're phasing it out in, in that kind of way. I know, just, well, yeah. just do it now if you're going to do it. I suppose, I mean, maybe if not. They're gonna... yeah, give people some time. <laughs> I, gonna... I mean, it shuts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone! <laughs> if, they're, if they're going to, like, fan or snap the PS3 star out of existence, yeah. just, just do it all at once. Just yeah, do suppose, it all then. I suppose it gives people a chance to go mental and spend some more money before it shuts, or just hack your PlayStation Vita. Jumco Play does not endorse uh, emulation. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a great topic to get into, honestly, is piracy and how, you know, you can't even, met, like, we can't even have a conversation about emulation because who knows if it'll come back to bite us one day, right? Like, we can't just... Yeah, it's such a weird gray area. We can't fly out and say, like, oh, I pirate games. But we we do because you can't play everything. <laughs> like... FBI! <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's these companies are so against it. What do you expect us to do? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, makes no sense. Yeah, I wrote a big like ramble article about this, so not to spoil that and and plug an article at the same time. But the piracy thing's so weird because already, see if you go on the like the Reddit. So I checked this when I was writing up. I was I'm gonna check the Reddit for like the on PSV piracy, mm-hmm. and they've just spiked like people like how do i do it and like there's already tons of videos on youtube how to do it and again i'm not condoning it but uh for uh, for educational purposes it was incredibly easy to do um and again like it's, it's such a great idea because even when doing it for educational purposes i was like oh this you know i don't want to get banned I, you know but again there was times so for for stuff i've done for videos and stuff like for sheepdog and wolf when i did that I own that game, but I can't play it in any capacity due to just hardware limitations. So it's like, I'm going to have to emulate it even though that is illegal, but it's like, I own the game. So at what point is a game yours? And it's like, I don't see Sheepdog and Wolf getting a remaster anytime soon. And even with other games, the, the, the reason this one stinks particularly was the PS3 and Vita store 
I don't know how much use were kind of into the the PS One classics they had available, but it had like the Spiral trilogy, the Crash trilogy, Metal Gear Solid. It had loads of really classic PS One games that you could play on the go mm. on your PS Three. And yeah, if you've paid for them, you can still download them. But that was, to my knowledge, apart from the PS One classic. But I mean, it's the PS One classic. I don't even think they exist anymore. Just <laughs> that was the only way to legally purchase digital PlayStation One games. And now that's I just find gone. it. I just find it odd. Like you can buy emulator consoles. Like I had that Retroid one. Mm-hmm. You can buy them legally and have them like shipped over here, but yet you can't legally get the games for it. Yep. It's such a weird like grey area of the law. I mean, I think even in the countries that they're manufactured in, like the more okay with it than they are over here. It's such a weird thing, but just the fact that you can buy a console but technically not be able to use it is, is baffling to me. I guess... I don't know, because I, I remember years ago, I, a friend that I worked with in like a retail store, he told me about the, the Raspberry Pi, or yeah. the Retro Pi, I guess, is it's what it can become. I mean, the Raspberry Pi is inherently not an illegal thing because it's just a computer. But most mm. people buy a Raspberry Pi to turn it into a retro pie, which is basically just this emulation god, which I, I am pretty <laughs> sure that's what. So, like the the console you've got, that's probably running a Raspberry Pi inside it. To be honest, a yeah. lot of these things do just run it and put it into like a piece of hardware, but and that can run, to my knowledge, pretty much every single console up to the PlayStation One. It, str- it struggles with. I think the one I've got struggles with Nintendo sixty four. But then, again, they make new ones like every two years, so I think there's like Raspberry Pi 4, maybe 5 might be out by now, and they just get more and more powerful. So I imagine PS2 will probably on the horizon at some point, but again, it's like, that was when I bought it, it was like a £50 thing, and when he told me about it, I was like, nah, that sounds like, it sounds, it sounds too simple. Because I already knew about ROMs, because I had to use them in the, had to, literally had to use them in the past. And then you go on YouTube, you type in RetroPie and it's videos with 7 million views, like, oh, how to hack your RetroPie and have an emulation god machine. It's like, and there's no alternative to it. Like, again, to plug the article, if you remember, I don't know what your equivalent was, but I remember back when I was a young lad using LimeWire to get <laughs> very low quality songs. Yeah. Because the only way to get music then was to, like, I know iTunes was on the horizon, but iTunes was expensive and buying CDs wasn't practical for having an MP3 player. So everybody just was like, oh, I'm going to get LimeWire and become a criminal at the age of nine. <laughs> Destroy my computer. <laughs> yeah, I had like a thousand songs. I think half of them were just like, not even the real song. You download it and it was just kind of like, that's not even the song downloaded, but it's there. So then <laughs> Spotify were like, okay, let's take this, make people pay for it and make it legal. And now I, I don't think I've ever met anyone like in my life that doesn't own Spotify Premium. And, and I know there's like a lot of conversation about spotify is not actually good for the industry but like, it remains that it's still a, essentially as a legal napster or a legal limeware it's still which good. is what netflix was as well it's still good the for start. the consumer though you know what yeah I mean? exactly um, who's this is good for no one what's happening with games like the consumer's losing and then i, I mean I, I guess the the publishers are losing as well I, that, the difficult thing is if i want to oh i want to get a digital copy of harry Potter and the ps1 okay who owns the rights to that you know it's like things things change over time like look at what happened to scott pilgrim mm. so it's a tough one i think the alternative is that we just need a like a service we need somewhere to put these games and they stay on there like um 
kind of like Game Pass in a sense, but it's just mm-hmm. it's just retro games. Like it's, yeah. uh, and you know, I God knows a company like Nintendo would never do it, but you know, maybe each um, maybe each powerhouse has their own, right? Maybe PlayStation mm-hmm. just makes their own, and it you know it can't just be games like crash or final fantasy or or silent hill yeah. it's got to be deep cuts too like we're talking about game preservation as a whole not just the games that are always getting ported no matter what you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's there's hundreds and thousands of games from the ps1 era that you know nobody even knows about because they didn't they either didn't sell that well they weren't that well you know they were living in the shadow of much bigger and and greater games but and and you know let's say let's say the three of us make a game and like you know 10,000 people play it god forbid like we would be so proud of that and then it's just lost like after 10 20 years it's just gone right like think of how many people their life's work has just disappeared because it just stayed on the ps1 and never got updated and never there's, there was no sort of way to preserve it. Like that sucks, man. It's just so crazy because you think if there's an old film you want to watch, you can very easily, legally or illegally, find that film somewhere, pretty much instantaneous. Like there's apps as well. Like, even I think there's a website I use sometimes. I actually it's integrated into Letterbox as well. So like, oh, I'm gonna watch this film. You click it and it's like, well, here's the streaming platforms you own. This is mm-hmm. what the game. Uh, this is what the film is on, but like, um, if I want to play, so I was looking for this game. I used to play this on the PC with my mum and my sister. And it's this really old point and click game called Blackstone Chronicles, and it's just like nobody played it. It was a really small game, and it's it's unplayable. I I, I own the disc, but it's a Windows ninety eight exclusive. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could maybe try like you know what what you can like emulate Windows ninety eight on modern PCs, but it's just like there's no way. To play it there's no re-releases so as it stands i will never play that game again in my life as i just couldn't imagine saying that about like imagine like oh back to the future's my favorite film i've seen it in 25 years man but one day hopefully they'll release that again i'll get the chance <laughs> it's just crazy i, uh, I do f- no, go on, i was just gonna say i hate the argument of like oh you can find these games somewhere on amazon kijiji's like ebay mm-hmm. you know you can buy them from someone yeah, if you got deep pockets, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of these games, like I remember back in high school, I rebought a GameCube and GameCubes are, were super cheaper. You could get them for like $50, yeah. but the games, the game I wanted to play, Fire Emblem Path of, Path of Radiance, one of my, you know, Fire Emblem's my favorite game series. That game, right, well, right now is $300 used. What bargain? Yeah, so that's probably like four hundred and fifty pounds. Like that mm-hmm. is bonkers. <laughs> like don't. There was a weird. No, no, no you go, you go. Oh, I was just gonna say because you're on about like buying GameCube games and stuff, and obviously they've, they've shot up in value. We had a weird thing in the UK. I don't know if it's still happening. Um, there's a a store called cex i'm literally on the website right now (laughs) (laughs) there's a store called cex where it's kind of like um you can trade in games and films and stuff and whatnot Mm. and you can either have like store credit or you can have cash for them 
and what and there was a part I think it was in like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, they were getting in these rarer games like the GameCube and whatnot and reprinting the covers. So it was just like oh. it's oh. like an A4 sheet yeah. of paper. Yeah. And people were buying these games obviously as collectors, like obviously for the collection and whatnot. And and then realizing like later on, oh shit, I've got a, a like a counterfeit cover essentially. <laughs> and people were getting so so angry about that. Like you can find YouTube like videos about the whole thing. Yeah. I just think it's mad that we're in a, a place as well where people are now trying to use like th- this whole digital preservation problem um as an advantage to make money as well. Like uh, I don't know so bad about the UK, but here what's happening now is is re like fake reproductions are now becoming a huge thing. Um, like even on the Facebook marketplace, like people selling stuff, I see st- mm. things like old Pokemon games that would go for like a hundred dollars. It's like, oh, here's, uh, you know, Pokemon Ruby for $10. It's like, how is this $10? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then you go down and if you don't read the fine print, it says it's a reproduction. So it's just somebody bought a blank, like GameCube cartridge or Game Boy cartridge and just like, put the an emulator or a rom of the game in it it's crazy hmm. even i think it's oh, sorry you i was just gonna say even i've bought some of them to be honest just because the alternative is so expensive and it runs the exact same it's the exact same game hmm. i think as well um because i know it's a counter argument it's like oh but you mentioned sir it doesn't it needs to stop just being final fantasy games because Square Enix, thankfully, a couple of years ago, were one of the few that's like, okay, because I mean, partly because they saw the monetary value in it, so we're just going to re-release, you know, Final Fantasy six, not even sorry, not even six, like seven, not eight at the time. It was like seven, nine, and ten just kept getting re-released on every single platform. Mm-hmm. That I think starting from like the PS3 and even before that, and you could get like uh, even on the PS1 they had the re-releases of like the first uh, couple Final Fantasy games and then re-release six, but even that. It, it just doesn't work. I, like, I know I buy Final Fantasy X all the time because I'm an idiot. But it's, like, it's so stupid. that So if I buy Final Fantasy X HD remastered on the PS3, so cool, and I play it, then it gets re-released on the PS4 and the ex- it's the exact same game. Maybe it's upscaled to 1080p, but I have to pay full price for it again. And then it comes out on... And then it comes out on the Switch. I have to pay full price for it again. And it's like, it's still the exact same game. It's just, and I know it's never going to be like, oh, you, you, it's never going to be the case of you own this on one game, it's cross-platform, because it's just, you know, I know that's understand how it doesn't work. But I just don't see what the alternative is, because it's all fine and good if games are re-released and they're HD'd in some form and you, you get to play it for a couple of years. But then what if Final Fantasy X HD was a digital-only game on the PS3 store and it never got re-released because it wasn't that popular for resale? Mm-hmm. That, like, that's now gone. So I, either I keep booting up the PS3, which people don't... First of all, people don't have the space to have all these consoles. Uh, second of all, if it's an older console, like an NES or Super Nintendo, those consoles die because hardware starts to deteriorate after a while. That's just the circle of life. So either you keep getting your old... Like if you had an, God forbid, if you're... Like, I know the problem is because if people are NES players or something like that, a lot of people do it because it's a hobby. They like collecting games, which is fine. But then if so, like, even... Like our generation, like I think it'd be cool, and I know that the, the virtual console or whatever they've got on Nintendo Online is there, but it's so shit. It's just like 
like it's just the usual games you'd expect to play and it's cool having like mario on on the switch but then so when the switch dies that's gone and it just keeps it's just a circle and i don't know what the alternative is i think i remember at university one of the last things we ever did was this presentation we had to come up with i can't remember what the module was but we we basically came up with what we're talking about this discussion was like this netflix for games where every every publisher and every developer came together and everybody got along that we're going to put all their games on a on a platform it's going to cost something a month and it's just like this gaming vault forever and it's just all the same arguments we've had here and that was a couple years ago it's just like game emulation is illegal it can be complicated for people it's expensive to buy the titles the hardware is expensive the hardware doesn't work on new tvs like a PlayStation 2 looks horrendous on a TV I, now. I was just, just going to say that. I yeah. hooked up my GameCube, and I have an HD like adapter, and mm-hmm. I hooked it up to my 4K TV. Whoa. It's hideous. with a capital R. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very... I mean, even worse is trying to record the gameplay. I don't know how YouTubers do it, who are like um, channels who are focused on not even retro games i mean like playstation 2 generation stuff like getting i remember when i got a capture card it was between so like the elgato hd 60s like the one i would have went for because that's like the higher quality one and it's easier and it's faster mm-hmm. but i got the the like the older older game capture because it was the only one that had an input for like a ps2 av cable that i had to go and buy separately and i, was, I mainly wanted to record ps2 gameplay and, and, and it started barely works it is so slow it's laggy and it's there's no other way other than even i've never actually emulated a ps2 game i've never even looked into it but it's there's i don't know i hate it i love getting my ps2 out and playing some buzz the music quiz honestly (laughs) but it's just not feasible anymore (laughs) i've got the controllers (laughs) when is the jumping into episode on buzz quiz coming out mate once once coronavirus is like done we need to meet at the offices and i will bring the playstation 2 and the buzz controllers <laughs> all my days i've got the music quiz the big quiz and the hollywood quiz so the big quiz. yeah it, it is <laughs> they were <laughs> well, it's a, i tell you i'm no lying it is a big we quiz. Got a like, you know, like the music quiz here. yeah like the music quiz is like you know it's music but the big quiz that like, takes no prisoners you boot that up it's like you better fucking be in your a game with your trivia this is the dark souls of quiz games literally <laughs> literally it, it, it's honestly buzz not side chat buzz is incredible actually you know what i will side chat in 20 years how am i going to play buzz how is that going to happen are those buzz controllers going to work forever playstation we have no. a problem now <laughs> sony come out is like we've heard your calls about the ps3 store but we're happy that buzz will remain playable <laughs> <laughs> on PlayStation Five, nothing they else. They release like a, a fifty-pound adapter for the bus. <laughs> yeah, but even I'm think I'm so. You remember they had those PS4 games? It was like a, it was it called? It was like it's you or something. Like that's you, and they had like uh, you can pro- control it with your mobile. There's a couple games. No. that you, you missed that. It was free. Yeah, I missed. I missed that. What was it? I think it was called That's You. There was a game by uh, the team behind Until Dawn as well. That, it was like hidden agenda and it was like six players on their mobiles and they could make decisions from their phone and right. there, was a, there was a couple of games like that the hidden agenda one was really cool and the, that show one wasn't that great but that would be a way to bring back buzz just give people buzz I, I, sorry I, I was talking about this with my friend I'd bring buzz back if I accomplish one thing 
in my career as a journalist. I will get buzzed back forever. That's my <laughs> goal. Hashtag bring us back. Hashtag you know what to do. Bring if, we, back. if we can release the Snyder Cut, we can bring Buzz back yeah. as well. The That's buzz, where the support needs to go next. The Buzz Cut. Ooh. The Buzz Cut. They'll, Can't remember who plays him as well. He was on I'm a Celebrity. They'll release it one day, and the devs will be like, "This is all thanks to to Kyle." That's <laughs> <laughs> what they'll put on my tombstones. Like the man who brought Buzz back. <laughs> Jason Donovan played Buzz as well. Like, what more do you want? Wow! Exactly. Exactly. Duets, right there. I know we're having a, a super important conversation right now, but just to <laughs> of course, as we always do on on podcast. <laughs> the the whole argument about like, oh, you can just emulate things. It's like, yeah, we understand emulation, mm-hmm. but ninety nine percent of the rest of the population does not even know what it is or how to do it or mm-hmm. how to even begin to do it. So I, yeah. I just wish we were back in the days of what we called it in the UK, chipped games. Oh, mate. Those were the days you'd go to... I mean, again, highly illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but people would essentially just like... Because the PS1 discs were CDs, just duplicate them and yeah. sell them at your local market for like £3. Jeez. So I'd... I had loads of memories of but, Monsters yeah. Inc. the game for three pounds. It's so weird. That's because like, you don't even think about it as a kid. Because I had my PlayStation One was chipped, but I don't think I understood what that meant until like ten years later. I was just mm. I could play these games that didn't have any art on the disc. It was just it's <laughs> like it is something Bugs Life PS One <laughs> in the worst handwriting ever. I was like, oh, it's a bit shit, but I'm sure it'll work, and it worked fine. And then I remember as well when I got my Nintendo DS, it had a, I don't know if any you had an R four. Which was, it was just a DS cartridge that you could put With a mic- everything yeah on you it. could put a micro SD card in it. So I learned how to hypothetically, I learned how to hypothetically put any DS game on the DS or any like GB game at the age of like ten, <laughs> and I was a criminal ever since. I guess what we're saying is on this episode, this is like an FBI confessional <laughs> where <laughs> we're just like, yeah, I, I downloaded. I said these. hypothetically. Yeah, I'd just uh, like to reiterate Jim Cook. The play does not uh, endorse emulation of any type. The FBI's yeah. like By the way, the last buzz game. But we also do. Last buzz game. Last buzz game was in 2010. 2010. <laughs> and it's now lost because it's on the PS3. But you know what else is lost off of the PlayStation Star as well? Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. Do you want to know? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it to you. I think I know. The Lord's game, Cyberpunk, is still not on. I thought you were gonna, I genuinely thought you were gonna say Pursuit yeah. Force. Because PSP. Now nah, we'll, we'll we'll get to Pursuit Force. <laughs> Pursuit Force will have its day in the sun once again. Might yeah. not be today. It's been Might a bit tomorrow. Yeah, it's been a hundred days without Cyberpunk, hasn't it? It's true. It's no sign of coming back to the PlayStation Store, and it's weird because that kind of now, even though you can buy it on disc, that now kind of falls into this category mm. of like preserving it in a way i guess did we all see the patch notes <laughs> oh my god yes one day some Those patch notes somebody's gonna be like i just want to play cyberpunk like it was originally intended i, I want to play the <laughs> pre-patch cut <laughs> i actually found out i could you know how nvidia have that nvidia like um i don't know what's called like nvidia stream or something i can stream cyberpunk to my vr from the pc 
That's the way it's <laughs> meant to be played. But even if Cyberpunk comes back to the store, which part of me thinks it will after this new patch drops, if the patch notes are really that in depth, like I, I, you know, is it going to be full price because you can now get it on the PC for sub fifteen pound? What? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it, it's insane because I I had it on the PS4, so that was I was like fifty pound. I I returned it to Amazon within the month who gave me a full refund for it even though i'd played it opened it there was like yeah here's full refund so i went and bought it on the pc for 20 pound because i was like okay well i've you know i still would like to play it just in a working state and that price just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping so so then if it comes out again so yep 50 pound on the playstation please like nobody's i feel like the reputation is just done for but i know i probably said that about no man's sky and they clamored it back incredibly well but to know that the situation around cyberpunk feels even worse than that because of i mean no man's sky was a really hyped up game but this was i mean it was cyberpunk there's such a meme there's also a big fundamental difference between the two games right like there have been Mm -hmm. essentially two games in all of history that have made that comeback and it's no man's sky and and final fantasy 14 and cyberpunk is just a single player you know, open world game. It's not a live service game. It's not an MMO, right? Like so mm-hmm. much of that uh, install base at the start, they're never going to touch the game again, no matter how much it gets patched. Like, yeah, maybe future generations might check it out because it, you know, some people might give it a second chance, but mm. I feel like for the most part, the game has, has made its money and, and you know, they're just trying to save face at this point a bit. It's crazy that still made its money as well, despite being yeah. such a shit it, show. What, it was like it sold like thirteen million copies. That's insane. Yeah, the pre-orders were insane, just like absolutely insane, just because of the power the Witcher Three had. So, but. <sighs> yeah, it's such a bad situation because these developers are just not getting a break. You know, they've worked on this game for years and it's just still continuing. Oh yeah, that's the thing as well. I know like we all like to meme on the game itself, but obviously there is people behind it that are still just working the guts yeah. out trying to fix it and I feel bad for them because obviously I bet they thought coming to the end of last year yeah, we're about to release this game, can push it aside and yep we'll go on to the next thing and that'll be that. And now they're still here. It's We're nearly into April and they're still working on this game. Yeah. Essentially still finishing it. And that's just, it's a statement on the kind of the current state of the industry as well, unfortunately. And just this, the mindset that we've kind of been in for the past 10 years where developers, whether it's intentional or not, are, are releasing un- unfinished games essentially. I mean, mm-hmm. look at any Call of Duty game for the last ten years. You put when you downloaded Modern Warfare and that came out, you put the disc in. It's like, oh, well, okay, here's four packs of content, which are yeah. like thirty gigabyte each. We're not going to put it on the disc. You can download it on day one. Like the disappointment I had when I got home <laughs> and put that game in. I thought, yeah, I've got Modern Warfare. I'm going to get back into the franchise. It looks good. Let's give it a go. And I put it in, thinking, yeah, we'll just dive straight into it. Like as you would with any game, and it's like, nope, is uh, eight hours worth of content to download. Yep. And Cold War still is buggy on the PS5. <laughs> Don't even get me started. And we are Cold almost PS5, in man. April. <laughs> I've 
to go back to the PS4 version of the game. <laughs> that's how bad it is. It's so it, even Call of Duty finds itself, and I mean that's that the game preservation is even more difficult when you talk about online games. You look at Modern Warfare Two online is something people have been clamouring for for like what seems like a decade, because mm. I mean absolutely. I mean, that's part of me is like, I would probably hate it if I played it now, but like, that was just my life when I was, God, when did that come out? 2010? So, God, it's going to be like, no, it was like 2008 or something, wasn't it? Something stupid. But 2009, I think. Well, that game was like me and my friend's life every single day <laughs> for a year. And no COD ever really managed to like be the same. So people just been asking for it and asking for it. And you can still, I think the servers for COD 6 are still up, but. I mean, this is something I credit to Xbox as well. I notice this when I go and watch a lot of, if I'm watching like videos about uh, old zombies, like Call of Duty zombies, you'll find if they're wanting to play like the World at War maps or the original versions of the maps, they're always playing on Xbox because the backwards compatibility in Xbox is is pretty impressive. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all there, but you can. I'm pretty sure you can play original Xbox games on the latest Xbox and definitely some 360 game. And that's one of the main, like, part of me for, for that alone wants an Xbox, whether that be Series X or the Series S, if that's even the right name, because like I'd love to play Left 4 Dead 2, and I've got Left 4 Dead 2 on the PC, but my friends don't have PCs that can run Left 4 Dead 2. It would just be so much fun to play. Oh, do you Because a lot of me and my friends, we never we used to trade in games all the time, you know, like Trader Boy. <laughs> But <laughs> I guess we most of us still own our Xbox 360 games and our Xbox. But you know, it's just not. And sometimes, like once a year, we'll we'll get like a month of Xbox Live and go on the Xbox 360 and play some old Halo or COD Six. But it would just be so amazing, just be like, oh, you come on COD Six, yeah, let me get the disc out, put it in my latest console, and it just works. And I hate it. Just that, works. Yeah, it, it just it just works. It just works. And. It sucks because you remember when the PlayStation Five was getting rumored and the announcement was coming. That that rumor that it was going to play PS One to PS Four games that took storm. Like there was a lot of traction behind that, and then they just they literally had to come out and go, nah, it just plays PS Four games. It broke my heart. Yeah, it's so tragic. I think I would generally, I'd pay for an upgraded PS Five if they were like. Here's the PS5 disc disc, here's the PS5 standard, and here's the PS5 Ultra, and it's just this fucking monster with, like, every console the sticking out of it. Looks like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like the blob. It's like, it has everything <laughs> stuck, like, yeah, it's sticking out the side of it. It's an extra £100 or whatever, but you can play PS1, 2, 3, and 4 games, which not only, I mean, obviously it wouldn't look like that, let's just say it had an extra disc drive. Not only does that partly fix the issue, but, like, Vinyls had a comeback. It allows retro games to have like a re-emergence. I know the prices would probably all shoot up, but I mean that's what happened with vinyls when record players became more widespread again. But I feel like that there's just I don't know why like, companies could theoretically start manufacturing PS One games again, as make and make them like a. I don't know. I don't, like part of me feels like I'm sounding crazy, but in my head I can see like going into your local game store. And there's like a retro section, and it's like re-released PS1 games and re-released PS2 games, and they've been kind of rebranded in a way. It's like you know, like legacy titles or something. I don't know. Part of me sees like if if a, if a console could handle, which I mean, it, PS was it PS1 was on CDs and PS2 was DVDs, and then it's been Blu-rays ever since for PlayStation. So mm-hmm. like, is that that's like two disc drives, I guess? You know, 
because the PS2 could play PS1 games. And then the PS3, remember the OG George Foreman PS3 could play PS1, 2 and 3 games. So it is possible they just stopped doing it. Sterling, I know you had some news about a game, or three games rather, that you'd like to read a <laughs> eulogy for because they are going to be buried. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... If you would like to uh, read your eulogy very... for Mario All-Star Trilogy. <laughs> two very like similar issues that come Dead. together, right? No. <laughs> He's been killed by Nintendo. Oh, no! Nintendo got him, Sterling. Oh, you can't hear me? Nintendo have hacked into the secure place. FBI, open up! Can you hear me now? Oh, dear. Well, while Sterling now figures out how to get back in from Nintendo's deadly grasp. I will message. Oh, he's gone. Oh, wait, he's gone. Hey, he's back, he's back. Here he is. Hello? <laughs> we lost. Hey. We fought Nintendo. No, got I was you. here. Nothing really happened. You guys just couldn't hear me. Uh, well, the audience are waiting for you give to my eulogy? read your eulogy <laughs> for Mario Mario All Star Trilogy. I'm ready. Well, I, I was talking, but <laughs> 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 um, you know, I I said two very similar news stories that happened, you know, relatively around the same time that are that you know it's the same issue. Nintendo is literally killing Mario in the streets in front of everyone tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Like Ned Stark in Game of Thrones, like his head is just gonna roll down. <laughs> um But jokes aside, like first of all, limited releases are stupid. Uh you're creating like this false sense of, of FOMO so people will buy it. And it you know it came out yesterday that Sales in the UK had jumped like 250% for the All-Stars pack. Wow. Um, all because you, like, Nintendo thinks that, oh, this is special, so we have to limit it and kill Mario. It's <laughs> it's, it's so disheartening, man. It's so stupid. And and, and it's not only uh, 3D All-Stars. It's... it's um, you know that Mario Battle Royale game, the um, 35th oh, yeah. anniversary Mario 35, sorry, and they're getting rid of uh, mm-hmm. the English version of of Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon that was you know was translated for the first time into English, and they're getting rid of it tomorrow as well, all because the anniversary is done for the game. Like. <sighs> I'm like I'm. I'm literally. I can feel the no, sadness. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even through. sad. It's it's just frustrating. Again, I bought all these games, but yeah, you know, I know for a fact that two, three years down the line, I'm going to be talking about it with somebody, and they're going to be like, "Oh, how do I get it?" And it's like, you can't. Sorry, should have been born earlier. Should have should have been more aware <laughs> two, three years ago. Like scrub, you dummy. Like. <laughs> Such a, I just don't get why they're getting rid of these games when it's a fairly recent thing, isn't it? That they, they put them all together yeah. and, and release them. It's pretty recent. I don't get why they're getting rid well, of them again when they've just been unavailable for the past like eight or nine years when it was on the Wii originally. I don't you haven't get been it. able to play Super Mario Sunshine since two thousand and one. Jesus, or... should have Wii. Oh, that's true. That's true. But because the Wii had backwards compatible as well. They abandoned it. 
People, you know, again, there's tons of counter arguments to this, but anything I've heard, it's just, it's just stupid. It's, you know, like, oh, maybe they're gonna re-release the game separately so they can make more money. It's like, okay, but the, you know, that they're gonna sell each game for sixty dollars. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what's gonna happen. So, I, I, I mean, yay! Surely, yay. surely it's gonna be twenty dollars or twenty pounds each. Surely, they won't. Highly doubt it. There's no way it'll be sixty. No I'm talking about Nintendo. Okay. If Super Mario 64 <laughs> in that fucking port that is not even like remotely improved is listed as $60 on that store, I will shit myself. On, I will throw my Switch so far out the window, but I'll go back and honest get it. To God, Switch. But Kyle, Doom 2016 is still £60 on the Nintendo eShop. I just... It's five pound on the PS4. Just to put that into context, <laughs> I'd still spend sixty dollars on Mario Galaxy. I'll be honest; that game is so good. But the other two, eh. I mean, yeah, that's why I bought 3D All Stars was for Galaxy, and I'd never played. I mean, I barely played Sunshine. Never played sixty four, and then Sunshine. I thought it was like absolute garbage. And now I've effectively paid sixty pound for <laughs> Galaxy, which I can live with because I really like Galaxy. Uh, and but... the music on the. The, the title menu too you paid for that because everybody loved oh, yeah. that <laughs> just zero zero effort nintendo are the worst culprits of this because they seem to be the main ones who are shutting down emulation sites and shutting down like fan projects stuff like that but they're offering no alternative to this and, and this is one of the sad things that happens with like remakes and remasters you'll find that sometimes fans have come together to to maybe remake a game or just even one sometimes one fan it's like worked on a from the ground up remake of a game because he's heard enough i remember i can't remember if it was a remake or just like a kind of sequel but when spyro the dragon was basically dead before the hd remaster came out the hd remake came out there was like a couple fan projects and they just got cease and desist letters from activision because like, oh no we're making a new game now we've decided we do care about this franchise because crash bandicoot made money yeah and again like spyro's one of my favorite games and I love the Reignited Trilogy, but playing the original games, I own them, but it's too difficult to play them. I think there could be a way... I, I could be wrong. I think Medieval, the remake that came out of that, there was a, a bonus if you completed the game. Maybe it was 100%. I should really check this, but need a fact check. But you could play the uh, original PS1 title on the PS4 game as like a bonus. And shit like that is really cool. But then again give it 30 years is medieval on the ps4 going to be playable on the ps8 who knows probably not well, buzz I will remember be and i'll be dead a couple of years back it was like for me it was the site where i got all my roms and stuff and any emulators i needed and and nintendo was sending them cease and desist letters and they had to mm -hmm. shut the entire website down and, and, you know, they put out a big PSA right before they officially shut the doors and they were like, hey, yeah. we did this solely to literally bring people happiness and to preserve games and games that are clearly never going to see the light of day again. And all they did was, like, share messages they've gotten over the past few years and a lot of them were like, hey, I'm in the military, like, I'm... Um, over in the Middle East and being able to just like download a ROM and and play a game like gave me the distraction I needed like on a day-to-day -day basis like shit like that like, d d these 
these ROMs and, and, and just emulation as a as a concept like it, it it again it gives people the option just any sort of option like mm -hmm. imagine just sitting around waiting for years decades oh I hope Nintendo re-releases this obscure game on the Nintendo online service or whatever like no like people are still waiting to play <laughs> Super Mario yeah. RPG like it's just ridiculous well, it's like even what we saw with Ocarina of Time at the Zelda anniversary everyone was just like oh we need a Zelda trilogy we need a Zelda trilogy and we got your Skyward Sword fuck all of these <laughs> mic drop it's like okay so am I just never ever gonna get to play Ocarina of Time like is that just it until Nintendo like you know what yeah here you go we'll throw you a bone and I think as well it comes down we've, we've you know we've memed about god forbid uh, 64 costing 60 dollars it does if there was this platform and there was this you know agreement that all these retro games can be bought and they're yours to keep and they're on every digital you know they're on nintendo they're on playstation and they're on xbox i think the problem as well becomes pricing because it, we've seen so many i mean i understand a remake but even, you know we saw like the spiral remake and the crash remake they kind of hit that sweet spot it's like you know this is 35 pound because we understand this is a remake of an older game and you know although I, I probably would have paid full price for them but it's like so if there's this digital store and it's like okay you can play i don't know like just looking at cx you can play sonic heroes <laughs> so okay you know what's the price that you know i feel like at most a tenner mm -hmm. For that, mm -hmm. if, it, if it's just a port, and it's like, here's here's this Sonic Heroes, and you can now play it easily on your PlayStation 4. But no, it wouldn't be that. It'd be, okay, here's a 1080p upscale, uh, £30, please. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. like, it needs to be, I think, the Parappa the Rapper remake, when that came out, it was like £7. I was like, that's perfect. That is the perfect price for that game. You get it on sale for like £2. And, and it's you know, it's like a two-hour game at most. Probably less than that. And that is the perfect price for that game. But you know, just if they get the chance, if GTA San Andreas gets a 1080p release on the PS5, it's going to be <laughs> sub £50 and people will pay for that's, it. And then that, it's a nightmare. That's the thing. The issue will with like with this specifically, like with doing a a, a live service and a, and a product like this will just be transparency. And a company like Nintendo, mm -hmm. and I'm just defaulting to them because I know them best, is that they will never be that kind of transparent. Like they will never come out and say, "Okay, we're doing this live service. Um, pricing is going to be a bit, a bit of an issue, so we're going to experiment with it a bit. Like, hey, okay, we're going to put the. We can either do a live service like Xbox and have you pay per month, but you know you don't fully own the game, or we can just have the digital store and every Nintendo console will have this store going forward, and you can buy the game and it's yours." And games will be ten to twenty dollars, or we can do, uh, you know, no improvements. We'll make them super cheap, and maybe we'll do HD remasters for for full sixty dollars in the future. You know what I mean? And yeah, again, maybe, maybe third party or like somebody like Xbox could be that kind of transparent, but it's. Companies, and I'm just going off people who are in the know a bit more than I am. So many people have said that these companies would rather just keep you waiting and would rather sell you that $60 like port than spend yeah. the time like, you know, constantly 
re-releasing their games and have them available to you, right? They'd rather gamble on something more expensive than to have that constant drip of of just kind of less of a gamble, like or more of a gamble in a sense, you know what I mean? That they yeah, they'd they'd rather make the big money now than have the constant slow drip yeah. that say Xbox is doing with the $20 a month for Game Pass. But you know, if once you have that live service model, I've been paying for Game Pass for like the past 6 months, haven't touched it since, but they're getting my money every month. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I think like you're talking about as well with like them being apprehensive to updating the games rather than releasing a port or whatever. I mean, the thing that I've been kind of impressed with like, on a positive note is that recently some PS4 games have been getting patches to take them up to 60 mm-hmm. FPS and high resolutions. I think, was it um, yesterday before Ratchet and Clank's getting a patch now um, to bring that up to 60 FPS? Mm-hmm. So there is like developers out there that are aware that people want to get the most out of their consoles. I mean, it's not going to happen for every game. I know there's games I'd love to get a, a boost. I mean, I'm dying for Death Stranding to get a 60 FPS patch. Like, it runs fine anyway at 30, but there's just something about just playing it in yeah. Butter Smooth 60 that just it just it feels better. And I definitely think there's some attribution to some developers out there that are aware that we don't just want kind of a half-assed job but like you were saying there there is going to be those developers out there that are going to keep us waiting and it's a shame i mean the past couple months i mean it's rumored every year but now the past couple months the rumors are kicking up again that rockstar working on a, a hd upgrade of the like original trilogy like GTA 3 and Vice City and San Andreas whether that's true probably not but I know that if they did do that I'm like the rock star whore that I am I would probably pay <laughs> £50 to buy it and I, I know I would and even though that game itself like now just to buy the PS4 part of it on the store it's, it's like £11 or something which is which is fine I I own it as well but I probably would buy that port and maybe that's just something to say about the current state of people wanting that kind of nostalgia for all the games, like yeah. there's some games you are willing to pay for, uh, yeah. Even though, even though you're rolling right into the hands of the developer. Yeah, it's like both of us. We've bought, you know, the Ezio collection because it was on sale yeah. recently, and I will play it. And I'm playing it kind of bits and bobs, but it's more when I bought it, I was like, oh, that'd be cool to have those games just there, so I know they're there because I, I own them yeah. on my Xbox. But it's cool if I were going to play Assassin's Creed Two, I can go play it. And I've been, you know, before we started, I was like, oh, I'm thinking about getting Batman Return to Arkham because those are two of my favorite games. And it'd be cool just to have them on my PlayStation 4 or my 5. Well, you know, at least I know that they're safe on my PS5 for the next seven years, we'll say, however long this yeah. generation is. Probably a bit, you know, so probably past the PS6 with backwards compatibility. But, and, that, and it just shows, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm barely willing, like, you know, I would never have paid full price for like Return to Arkham or the Ezio Collection. It's just such a wait for a sale game to me. But, yeah. I think another thing with emulators is that you take for granted, you know, before this I was playing Harry Potter on the PS1, can't tell you why, it's a surprise, but <laughs> a lot of emulators, they upscale the graphics and you don't even need to do anything. So it's not like if you, so I'm playing it on a 4K TV and it upscales, I don't, I don't know what they do, I have no idea how it works, but it, like, it, like, uh, it sharpens the game and everything looks smooth and they just, and it just the emulator does that. 
I know, and I know what you're saying, Star, there's a lot of arguments, oh, but porting, you know, it's going to look ugly if we port it. It's like, okay, so just buy the software off people. You know, that's what, what even, you know, did that happen last week or two weeks ago when Rockstar, they paid some guy who found this bug? It was like, you know, it's taken six minutes to online GTA Online because of this one single thing. It's like, okay, we'll pay you for that fix. And it's, it's companies are just so kind of scared to do it. Like, it's a company like Sony who, if you play through Astro's Playroom on the PS5, they seem like a company that are so proud of their history. They're so proud of what they've done. They're proud of their games. They're proud of all the hardware and that they've now made. now they're shut down. And <laughs> they got closed. Yeah, and now it's just all <laughs> but, and then just shutting everything down. The Buzz controllers are in Astro's Playroom too, so they are aware that there is like a fan base yeah. for Buzz. But I'd be willing, I think, if it is just a case of here's the original game, this software that's on the heart, you know, this software that we've got on the PlayStation that's basically just an emulation software upscales it a bit and it's very easy. You know, here you go, £5 and you own it. Or you can have a streaming license but you might lose access to the game if deals change. Just something. Just, I, I can, in my head I can see it like a separate tab on the PlayStation 5, like Legacy. And it's just got like similar to all this PlayStation Now content. And there was a rumour last week, I think, that there was I think they filed filed for a patent that you could earn trophies on emulated PS One to three games, so that yeah. so there is at least I know some and I know that people patent everything, but that at least shows they're thinking about it in some aspect. So there has been at least a discussion about it for them to patent that. So who knows? Maybe we will see something. I highly doubt it. Um, there's just again, there's not really a reason for them to do it. Because I know it's just they don't care about the consumer that much. These are big corporations. <laughs> they take the money and they run and as much as they tell you they love you. The big thing about it too is that uh, fans and you know people like us constantly talking about and and begging for these games to come is, in a sense, good marketing for them. Like it 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 gives this yeah. notion of. Oh, these companies' games are so good. I always want to play them. I always want to talk about them. Like Atlas with Persona Five is the the worst for this. Like I remember a couple of weeks ago, they put out a survey. What games would you like us to port to other systems? What do you mean? You've asked us that multiple times, and every time, so many people just ask you to port Persona Five to the Switch. Like, don't give us this bullshit that you don't know. You have a huge team of people on sh- social media and public relations. Like, I don't want to be mean, but, like, fuck off. Like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, no company doesn't understand how they're perceived publicly or, or what fans want. You know what I mean? Like, Persona 5 is one of the most, like, sought-after games to be ported to other systems Especially after Persona mm-hmm. Five did so well, or Persona Four did so well, getting ported to PC, like it's just, you know, it's so obvious why they do it, but it's just dumb. Yeah, and even when I just saw there at like Kingdom Hearts, um, I think now can run at one hundred twenty frames per second on the PC with the new port, and that, you know that's great and I own Kingdom Hearts on the PS4 so maybe we'll get the patch, I, I somehow doubt it, but it's like am I going to go spend another £50 on games I own twice, which I own the original copies of, just like how, is there ever going to be a way that you own a game, like a, a license, you have like a license to a game 
so you own it once regardless of when it comes unless it's like i understand if it's a full-on remake and it comes out it's okay right fine and it's actually this huge upgrade with new content like you know because final fantasy 7 remakes having this upgrade and it's still that's a free upgrade for if you own the game which is cool you know like i hate when i hate we keep seeing these presentations and they're like and it's free if you own the game and we're supposed to be like oh <laughs> shit it's like yeah it should be so I, I mean the fact because maybe spider-man remastered how there was a big argument that that should have been a free uh, upgrade but they're like no 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 this is such a this is such a huge enhancement which it is it really does look like a ps5 game but then avengers has a free ps5 upgrade final fantasy 7 getting a free ps5 upgrade so any of these games and they look they're doing a lot of the same things that the spider-man remasters done but yet they felt no 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 our game is still worth like 30 pounds despite it still having the same kind of upgrades that all these free upgrades are having so even like there's still no consistency on that either i know we talked about this before what these developers need to do is is just to either dedicate a team or or um hire outside help to just to just port their past games like i'm sure as a developer or as a you know just as as a creative head to constantly be asked to go back and and to redo your old work like maybe that can be a bit frustrating you know i get it so okay make someone else do it in your company you know what i mean have a different have a separate team that that's what they work on and don't bring them onto your new game because you can't you know because you're bad at managing your time and you need more more people to help like don't do that it's you know it's a way to work on your new thing and to sell that and to market that but also to appease you know people like us who want some of the old stuff we're getting old boys yeah <laughs> good old boys well i guess like just to circle back on what Kyle was saying about um sony obviously trying to embrace their legacy and whatnot in astro's playroom and then shutting down the goddamn stores of thousands of games and it kind of brings us a full circle really and i just i guess i want to know what your final thoughts is on this situation going forward and if there is any hope for kind of keeping all the games alive i mean i i know personally like when the psp came out like in the indie games for that were like oh, thriving like mm-hmm. off the charts like the, the the store for like the PSP at the time was just full of independent titles and there's plenty that I've played that I probably still got on my account that I'd still be able to access if I had a PSP but I, I ain't got one anymore and um, it's just odd that all those games are, are now like we've said about the podcast no one's going to be able to play them there's so many underrated gems out there like even games that were released for free like when um <laughs> when the PS3 servers got hacked back in like 2010 <laughs> and they released a load of free games and I believe one of them was, was Dead Nation which is kind of like a Hotline Miami zombie killer kind of top-down shooter game and it was a lot of fun and now that game is not going to be available because you can't get hold of it unless you've got a PS3 and you've already, you've already bought it. It's just that kind of mentality is just insane to me. So I guess like whoever wants to go first, final thoughts I guess on the situation. I think it it, it just takes one company I think to take the step and it might others might follow suit i think we've seen that with game pass that playstation as much as they kept saying oh game pass isn't a threat to us we've got our own thing but then 
Game Pass keeps getting more and more successful, and now PlayStation are like, eh, fuck it, here's new games for free. You know, here's <laughs> Destruction All Stars. You're gonna get Odd World next month as well, and huge games come to PS Plus for free. And then the Stay at Home collection feels like a response to Game Pass, whereas PS Now seems to be. I mean, I don't know what the success of PS Now is, but it must all say they wouldn't have kept it running this long if it was just a failure. So there must be some success in that. But I think it's, if Xbox even if if Xbox or Sony or Nintendo, it's not going to be Nintendo, so let's rule them out. If, the, if Sony or Microsoft come out and make that huge first step and they're like, we support game preservation. It's important. And like This needs to be spoke about. Like Which is what film have been, you know, there's like so many institutions in film that preserve games to make sorry films to make sure they're never <laughs> lost i just I, if if one company steps up and goes we need to talk about this because like i know it's like it's just us being entitled gamers at the end of the day but also it's important that like, these things are historical it's also items, just such know, good like, yeah, pr yeah. for that company could you imagine yeah like my god sorry keep going i just wanted to no see no yeah, that's a good point like whatever <laughs> company does come out and say we are taking a step, we are making in whatever capacity, whatever the pricing is, let's see, let's just ignore that for now. If Sony came out and said let's, let's pretend licensing issues don't exist, let's pretend all of that doesn't exist Sony came out and go, you can now play PS1 to PS3 games backwards compatible you know, via our new legacy store which will be coming next week part of a new PS5 update which also fix all the fucking issues that are still with the PS5 but that's regardless you know, PS5 <laughs> 2.0, custom themes are here baby um, you know, like you can imagine the trailer. It comes out, and it's like, you know, it's like the Smash Brothers announcement. So you just hear the music for Dog's Life. Like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, Fat you got rid of me, huh? Jake the Dog. And I was like, whoa! The rapid announced Dog's Life, and all these other great titles are available on the PlayStation Five. You know, I would send. I think then Nintendo would probably still do their own thing about sixty pound, please, for the for the WWE ninety eight. But then <laughs> Microsoft would probably even up Game Pass more. Like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. You can play all Xbox games and all Xbox 360 games. They're all coming to Games Pass. So, yeah, I just think it, somebody needs to take the step. And I hope that it's sooner rather than later before, you know, my PS2. I think I'm actually on like my third PS2 because the original ones I've had have broken. So, it's like, mm. who's to say this one's not going to break eventually? But I've had four Xbox 360s because they all keep fucking breaking. I think I had three red ring of deaths in my life with that console. So, Don't talk to me about it. Pardon me. Horrible. Problems. I, I had a, like, just quick side now, I had the 60 gig PS3 that had the backwards compatibility with PS2 games mm-hmm. when that came out, and I got the yellow light of death nine times on it. <sighs> yeah, nine times. That's what puts me off trying, because I saw there was articles like, now's the best time to buy a PS3 fat model. I was like, yeah, but also there's a reason they discontinued it. <laughs> it breaks. So, I don't know, that that's kind of my final thoughts. It's a shit situation, and it seems to only be getting could you, shitter. Could you imagine the Still. pressure that would put on other companies, too? Like, if Xbox came out and they're like, yeah, we really care about this, we're going to take the steps going forward to make sure it's not as big of an issue. Like, imagine how bad that would look on Sony and, and how people would put pressure on them to be like, yo, this is not... Yeah about a company versus company rival and what one person is doing over another. This is a problem that the whole gaming industry has as a whole, and we need to fix it, right? And imagine if Microsoft just flat out said, like, in a public service announcement, like, hey, we we want to 
get in talks with Sony and the Nintendo to do something as a whole to fix this. We just need to get our foot in the door. And again, I don't think anything like that would happen, but it would it would be fantastic. It would again, we wouldn't have this discussion. We wouldn't it, yeah. People wouldn't have to drag out their CRT TVs and get their AV cables and their old controllers out anytime they want to play, you know, anything. Like I said, I have an HD upscaler on my GameCube and everything looks like garbage on my 4K TV. <laughs> and I'm looking up like, why does this look so bad? And it's like, play it on a CRT. Like, it'll look fine. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't even have out. one. Like, who? <laughs> you know, you go to a... Go tough, Sterling. Go buy one of these. If you go right to conventions, now. you see, like... Like people who play Smash Bros. Melee and they're carrying around CRT TVs, like in just just like it's a luggage, just so they they can play the game the way it was intended. Like it's just as a really crisp quick four eighty. Really quick side note: I forgot to mention I have this program on on my PC that's like this team have made. And it's in beta and it's basically this VR space. It's Kyle's VR corner. Don't worry, it'll be a quick one. <laughs> Um, and you 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 uh, construct like your own bedroom. You can put posters up on the wall, and it's just a bed, uh, posters like your room, and a fucking massive CRT TV. And you can play what? emulated games in VR, looking at a CRT TV. It sounds stupid, but it is amazing. So I was like sitting there, had my Spider Man Two poster <laughs> on the wall for nighttime, and it's so cool because it looks so good. It's got like, the proper glow of the CRT TV. It's and I'll send you a video after this, but it's you can so play impressive. the game in that program. Yeah, and so it's like the program is literally just a VR space, and you can play any like you can play Mega Drive games, PS One games, and it runs fine in the program. Like looking it's like at a CRT, thirty yep, to sixty fine. FPS. Yeah, it's like I mean, obviously, you need to have a powerful PC to. Well, not even like I've not. I've got a mid-range PC that can run VR. If your PC can run VR, it can run this program, and you even like it gets better. You like have to like pick up the console and connect it to the TV and put the disc in, and you have like your you can set it up so you have your actual collection on the shelf. So this whole thing is just like, yo, let's let's make, allow you to recreate your bedroom from your childhood and just sit yeah. there and play games. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty much. So cool. Yeah, that was my little yeah. Get on it, folks. Get get those Oculus <laughs> quests. Give up to the Zuckerberg master. Well, you've had it again. It's uh, Kyle's it. VR Corner, Kyle's everybody. VR thank you. Woo, thank you. Quick one this week, but we appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> well, guess we'll, uh, we'll wrap up there. And now that you've made me cry for the nostalgia of sitting in VR with a CRT TV playing a Dog's Life with Spider-Man 2 poster on the wall, I guess we'll wrap up there. But before we do that, uh, as always, these episodes are supported by our lovely Patreons. Just like to shout out Chris Wilson, Enon Films, Zoe Baines, Dal Griffiths, Sam Luck, Ola Smith, Peter Hodgkins, Andy Meekin, Fabiana Rosas, Hamish Calvert, Martin Richmond, Manuel Bento, and Robert Denny. Your support means a lot. Uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug to everybody? Uh, just just the YouTube channel, probably. You know, there's we're we're smashing out content. We are like watch module over there. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> daily videos. Nah, just <laughs> hey yeah. guys, welcome to watchmojo.com. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what we're going for. Yeah, probably just 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 the YouTube channel. We're putting up more and more videos each day. Uh, and also we've got a 
well, it depends when this comes out. It might or and if I do, it might be or it might be out. We've got a very cursed video. Sorry, no, I mean a very serious video <laughs> dropping on April first. <laughs> this will be going out on the same day. Right. Well, we've got a very serious video dropping today. Um, and I won't spoil, but it's, it's very serious and it's very intellectual. But uh, yeah, just just that. And also, if you're if you're into film at all, check out our uh, another podcast. The one I'm going to steal the audience. That's the the Pick a Film podcast. You can find us on Twitter. It's just we chat absolute garbage about films once a week it's very cursed that that's if you're into cursed discussions about film that have almost very little intellect well no there's a bit of intellect you know i've got a film degree i'll give myself some credit but it's mostly pretty pretty grim but yeah that, that's my plugs for the week <laughs> Sterling, anything uh, you'd like to shout out i think you know same as kyle check out the youtube channel if uh you're listening and you're not uh, a patreon supporter you know we'd love the support you help us uh do what we do talk about dog's life and pursuit force you know i'm sure that's worth paying for <laughs> uh, i mean you've got a shout out your podcast as well you've just launched yeah, it recently uh, as well ep- i'm i've edited episode one so ch- yeah check out oh. um, my podcast my memory card memoirs on twitter I'm just sitting on episode one. We're waiting for the the artwork to be done. Um, You know, talk about people's personal history with games and what we love about them. I asked Kyle to be on the first episode and he gave me a big old middle finger and said, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I said I'm coming. I'm coming on. I've already put my place down. For for what? I said, come on. Oh. Yeah, a, don't gaslight me live on there, <laughs> no, boy. No, I just couldn't remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't believe you just tried to throw him under no, the bus, Sterling, and then Kyle just I I crawled, I crawled out under that bus like a T1000. <laughs> what are you coming on for, Sam? Huh? No, I, I I I gave him half a middle finger. Pursuit force. When, when do you want me to come on? <laughs> oh. Set it in now on the podcast because then you can't go back on it. Then I love how this is the most aggressive plug (laughs) I think I've ever seen. Just three of us listen to our podcast, three of us screaming at each other. Let's do do third week of April. What are you coming on for? Um, I don't, I'll have a think, but third week of April, we will get that. We'll get that done. done. Look forward to it. Whatever we discuss, I'll be like, I'm not coming. (laughs) Fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Thank you, everybody, oh, for listening. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just <laughs> one last plug. <laughs> uh, we have, well, we're about to start our April theme at play, just second chance. So it's looking at games that you think deserve a second chance or to be looked at in a new perspective. We're open for pictures at the moment. So if you have a game that you'd like to talk about, please do get in touch. They're all paid opportunities as well. And we're also launching um, on Thursday when this episode goes out and the cursed video <laughs> on the YouTube goes out. We're also launching the next um, issue of the digital magazine. Uh, and the play section in that is talking all about performance capture in video games. And, and you two have both got features in there as well. And we've got an interview with uh, Mr. Hitman, <laughs> as uh, Aaron likes to call him now, because they're best buds. Uh, David Bates and Agent 47 himself will be... Uh, including the magazine and we've also got the video version like the full version of that interview going out on patreon as well so if you fancy watching that please do check it out when it drops on thursday 
So with all those aggressive plugs being <laughs> put into the wild, <laughs> I would just like to say uh, thank you to you both for coming on. It's a pleasure as always. <laughs> you need to go back to bed. Uh, and I guess we'll leave it there. So thank you for listening, and we will catch you again soon. <laughs>